And as much as we'll be flattered if someone else comes out and say copies future messaging, um, you know, Kin is still going to be that private space that families go to share those messages for future generations. You're not going to share this type of message on a on a kind of incumbent social platform. So for us, it's, uh, it's it would actually be a huge PR event. Um, we hope it happens. On today's episode, we welcome Matt and Michael, the co-founders of Kin. What's Kin? Kin are a social network, but unlike other social networks, they're specifically designed to try and give families a private, safe space to share memories and also to pass messages into the future. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, powered by the Harvey Nash Group, where we bring you the latest ideas from leaders across the industry and share some tech news. So today I'm joined by Amber. Amber, you had a week off last week, right? I had, no, I had two days off. Oh, it looked like a week off. Maybe it's just social media kind of giving the impression. Oh, yeah. No, I had two days off, but I wish it was a week off. That would have been nice. But um, I had obviously the weekend as well. So I've had two short weeks. I had three days last week, four days this week. So back to five days next week, which would be a shock to my system. Yeah. Yeah. where Where did you go with your mini break? I went a couple of places actually. So I went to I went to Clacton, um, did some running. Essex. Yeah, went went to Essex, did some running on the seafront. Um, I went to oh god, where'd I go on? Uh, it's got a castle. Um, Windsor. There we go. There we go. There. Thank you, Dave. I went to Windsor, <laughs> and then I went to um, Stratford upon Avon. So I just had like a couple of nice little days out whilst it was sort of proper nice and touring. I know. That's, that's, yeah, that's some distance covered there. Yeah, it really was. When I thought about it, I was like, actually, should have organised it so we had some days out that were closer together. But um, why? Yeah, it was nice. Basically, it was just one of those places that we went to all the time when we were younger. Kind of like grew up just going there like once or twice a year. And then hadn't been there in ages. And then it was just a bit of a, a random trip where we were like, let's just go back there. And it's one of those places where you go back and it doesn't look anything like it did. It looks a bit run down, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I was just about yeah. to say, you, you went and you wanted to go back. I mean, I, I studied in yeah. Colchester. Uh, and so we went to Claxton <laughs> once and went, oh, maybe not. Yeah, won't, won't come back here. Yeah, it was really sad because I like I had an image of it in my mind as to what it was going to look like. And then I went back and it was like, didn't look anything like that image. And I was like, no. oh, I should have just left it like it was in my mind looking really nice. And, and now it looks a bit, yeah, just a bit run down. But it, I mean, like I say, the, the weather was good. So it was just nice to have a change of scenery, but probably won't be rushing back to Clacton. I'll be honest. Anyone from Clacton who's listening. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But however, that's quite a good segue, unintended segue into today's interview, because Kin is all a lit- is all about sharing those family experiences. And there you had a nice rosy memory of a family experience <laughs> from where you were younger. Didn't need to update it, but there we go. Uh, so we'll hand over to today's interview and then we'll come back with some thoughts on it afterwards. So today I'm chatting to Michael and Matt uh, from Kin, a new service for families to share photos and memories on social. Um, Michael, you're in Spain, right? Matt, where are you? I'm in Dubai. Yeah, so Kent seems less exciting. <laughs> and it keeps raining, and I'm sure it probably doesn't where you are, so I'm entirely jealous on that front. Um, anyway, look, thank you for both of you for taking some time out to speak. Yes, thank you for having us on. It's been a pleasure to be here. And it is uh, definitely not raining here in Spain, just to rub salt into those wounds. 
it is not raining here in Dubai either. <laughs> if it rains in Dubai, we've really got to worry about global right? Something's gone wrong. Um, then. Very quickly, what what is Kin for anyone who's not familiar or, or stumbled across the app? Yeah, so so, so Kin is a uh, is an application um, that essentially is a, a subscription based private social media app. Um, that, that blends the best of, of messaging apps and social media apps to kind of provide an, an intuitive layer that allows you to communicate with, with, with family and loved ones like in a way that you can't do on existing social media apps. Um, it's, it, it kind of allows you to build up a chronological timeline and history of your family. It allows you to post everything that's going on today. It allows you to do instant messaging and group messaging. And uniquely, it allows you to send messages into the future. So you can you can send those messages to be delivered on a certain date, um, like a birthday or Christmas, or you can send them based on life events, like uh, marriage, birth of children, or even messages that deliver um, after you've passed on. What there is, yes, you can send me some messages into the future. That's different. What sets it apart from, say, setting up a private a private group? Of some kind on an existing social media site. Um, so I think I think the, the the key difference is that we're allowing you um, to build up, you know, your your the, the, the family and the, the person close people closest to you in a in a private in a private secure encrypted space where nobody's accessing your data, nobody's mining your data. There's no third parties putting adverts in front of you. There's no influencers, you know, trying to tell you that you know Dubai's great. Whatever that is, um, and what it is is it's just you and the people you care about. Now, there's, there's a lot of members of my family who are not on social media and never have been, um, but they're very happy using Kin because it's private, it's safe, it's secure. Um, so, if you have a private Insta Instagram uh, group, for instance, you know so everybody's still got to agree to to the T's and C's and Instagram. Instagram still own all of your imagery that you place on it on Kin. Um, all your data belongs to you and your family. If you leave the platform, you can request all your data to be sent back to you, and you get a folder with all of your content that you've placed on that on that application back to you. So, we're very much just uh, we're essentially allowing you to to upload pictures, videos, voice, text, whatever it is, uh, in a safe, secure manner where you you own and control that data. That no one there is mining that data or, or, or trying to sell you anything. Um, but it also allows you to communicate, to, to have instant chats and group chats, and to have more than one family. You can have multiple families on Kin. Um, so obviously, you know, I've got groups on there with, with different parts of my family, and I've also got groups on there with uh, different friend groups as well. So, so Kin's just like a, it's a private space to be able to share all the things that you don't want to or don't feel comfortable sharing on, on social media platforms, whether it's private or public. How did the idea come about? Because... Obviously, it's it's one thing to kind of go, oh, social media sites don't really provide what I'm looking for. It's quite a different thing to go ahead and make this your your work. So it came about a couple of years ago. Um, my then one and a half year old son began getting up in the mornings and uh, marching into my private time. And I like to do things in the morning to get ready for the day and do some reading and whatnot. And I stumbled across uh, an amazing poem on fatherhood. And I'm no literary sort of a, a, a fan to be honest and I was very very moved by this poem nonetheless and I had to make sure Tristan saw it I felt compelled and the only way I could uh, ensure that he got to see this at some point in the future 
um, was by sending him an email. So I set up a, an email account for him and sent this message for him into the future when he could read, I guess. And this was a very, very cathartic process for me, I found. And I, I started sending him life advice, silly things dad might have done that day, cute things he might have done that day, etc. I was uh, shortly after at my mum's and uh, she saw me doing this and she was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm sending Tristan messages and whatnot for the future. And she was she was like, well, I'd love to have that email address and start doing the same thing. And I bet your dad would. And that really, David, was the light bulb moment because I was like, there's got to be an app for this that allows this passing down of wisdom, but also, you know, chat within the family and, you know, privacy. So I called up Matt and I'd worked with Matt before in, in the sort of banking and tech space and uh, asked him three questions, really. Uh, the first and most important was, listen, mate, you've got two teenagers that don't talk to you. Um, is this just me being goo-goo about my baby boy because can't, I can't speak with him? He went, nope, this is, uh, this is, that's just a really nice idea. Secondly, is there an app for this? Very quickly, no. And thirdly, um, you know, is this a, is this a business model? Is a, is a business, we can make a, you know, is there a business case for this? And it was quickly, we came back, yes. So that's how we set it about. And we finessed this idea, uh, the main features, past legacy, easily searchable legacy. Uh, the ability to to leave a legacy by way of future messaging, and then a, a private, current sort of present community for the family, um, and we sat on that and developed developed those ideas for, for sort of a few months, and then COVID hit, and we realised that this app was needed more than ever. That the focus perhaps isn't perhaps somebody you met in Tenerife in 2012 on your Facebook, and it really is that the family is the most important thing in your life, and that needed to be a place fit for purpose. Out of interest, there's one thing developing an app and getting people to download it. I, I can't remember the exact stat. I think it's something as high as 70% of, of apps get downloaded and then they're never opened. I think those stats are from the US last year. Um, I can understand entirely the wanting to send messages into the future, but I suppose trying to prize families off, say, you know, my family, for instance, use WhatsApp um, chat to, to just kind of talk on a day to day basis. So I suppose getting people from that habit, breaking that habit and getting them to use Kin and log in for more than just those, I'm going to send a message, you know, because it's a lovely idea sending those messages into the future, but that alone, I suppose, wouldn't keep people there day on day, right? Yeah, correct. And one of the things that we did when we looked at, you know, how do you, um, how do you build an app in this space that doesn't rely on advertising revenue? Um, you know, and how do you, how do you get this problem of, of being able to build a family on this app. And the way we've done it is that the person who comes onto the app and sets this up, essentially we call them the kingpin. Um, and they're the person in the family who probably remembers everybody's birthdays, sends the, sends the Christmas cards and does all the organizational family get-togethers, right? So, so we kind of target that person, the family organizer, essentially, the person who does the family tree. That, that, that's kind of that mindset. Um, and what they do is they come into the app and they start the family. And then from within inside the app, they then go and invite everybody else. And they can do that by email or SMS. And, um, and then they share, they share that, 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 the, the, the link for their family. And then essentially they become our, our second line of marketing, if you like. And, um, and when they bring those people into the family, what we've seen is that you'll, you'll go and you'll curate and, and create kind of your immediate family. Um, and within that family, you probably have a, a sister-in-law or a brother-in-law, maybe some aunts and uncles, um, maybe some really close friends as well. And what we've seen is that those people who come into the app and you know engage in the app then go off and, and set this up with their own immediate families. 
So then they become inside multiple families and then they go off and they then essentially enlist and, and promote the app to their family groups. And then they come into the app. So, so when we get to the metrics of, um, you know, the amount of people that will see an app via marketing um, and then actually go through to becoming a, a you know, a, a, a user of that app, we've actually kind of geared it a little bit more in our favor in that, great, we get that first chunk of that funnel. But once those people are inside the app, they actually become the kind of the inbuilt virality of the app kicks in and they become essentially our next sales person to, to get the families in the app and it and it and it kind of it, it mushrooms from there. I think I can add to that, Matt, as well as is, is look, we all, we also realised. I mean, my, my direct con, uh, contacts and, and photos showing of Tristan, my son, really was on a WhatsApp group, and what we've realised and what a lot of the investors saw straight away is. WhatsApp was being used for a purpose that's not really fit for purpose. If you share a mm. list of 20 people on Tristan's group, whatever it's called, you very quickly, there's a conversation that might go on, post that picture, not related to that picture, then that picture's gone. So we found a lot of families um, have been using WhatsApp, but it's not fit for, you know, not fit for purpose, and it's, a, it's just a chat function, really. But it, the people that are using the, the, the Kin right now, it's, yeah, there's been obviously a lot of migration from WhatsApp, uh, certainly not mentioning any names, but there's been some big privacy concerns raised in the middle of last year. Caused a lot of people to, to leave WhatsApp, and it's just a tailwind we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take with both hands. Um, and look, there's a lot of people who have moved, uh, look, since moved on to other messaging platforms, and we found and a lot of feedback from users and also our investor base at the minute, uh, the heavy users. It, it sits nicely. It's, there's, there's people that will stay on WhatsApp, and that sits nicely on your phone. There's people that will move to other messaging platforms for Signal, for example, and then the, the real privacy people. And Kin sits there nicely, and all your family are in it now. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel like it's an additional app to use. One of the pain points we had is when we were trying to search for previous pictures. And I, I don't know if you've ever been in that conversation where somebody mentions something and, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I've, got, I've got something to show you on that. And, and then you sit there for three minutes scrolling through your photo gallery trying to find a picture and you know the conversation's moved on and you're still sitting there on your phone looking for this picture and you get to that point where you either want to give up or you feel like I'm so far into this I need to carry on and and one of the things you know as Mike touched on there when when these pictures go into messaging apps they kind of just sort of disappear up a chat so we've built a really granular search function that essentially allows you to come in and choose by media type by person whether it's posted or whether it's uh, whether that person's in the picture or, or by textual content. Um, and then we allow you to search for that by date range as well. So you can essentially come in and say, you know, show me all the pictures of granddad from Christmas 2003 that can turn the word jumper. And it, there you go. Everything, your feed then repopulates to that. And there's no way to do that in the, in the current offerings, right? For you to be able to, you know, have all of that family history to hand and be able to access it super quickly. Uh, as you said, there's no advertising, so it's a subscription-based model. Um, the one person signs up and they can invite a number of family members depending on the subscription that they choose? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a free platform forever if you choose to use it that way. That gives you a total of 15 family members, um, about 500 mega storage and eight future messages. Um, if you choose to go onto the paid subscription, one person pays for the whole family. So they're, so they're paying $3.99 a month, and, and that's for everybody. Everyone else is in for free. Uh, that gives you 20 members, gives you 50 gig of storage and unlimited future messages. And you can increase in increments. So if you want more members or you want more storage, 
um, then, then you can increase that way as well. So what are the plans going forward? Um, I can sort of touch on that. I mean, we've had we've been very lucky with uh, uh, with the backing so far. Both, both me and myself come from a banking background, so we've got, we've got a, a nice global global network of, uh, of friends and colleagues, uh, and we've been backed very well. Uh, so just we've 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 launched in the UK. Uh, we've rolled out two of the key main features, which is the the, the, the ability, the viral ver, uh, ability of the app, which is the multiple family. Uh, we've launched this best-in-class search function that Matt just mentioned, uh, and we're about to uh, really make the future area uh, something special. Um, and that will be finished in July, where we'll, we'll engage on what we call two, a launch 2.0 and really give it a good shove in the UK. Um, we hope the virality kicks in, the R number that we're all bored of, <laughs> of hearing about, the R number kicks in and we get sort of four to five good months of solid viral growth, uh, family growth, and then we're going to look to do a Series B raise at the end of the year, end of Q4. Um, we've been advised there's a decent chunk of money needed, uh, 30 million or so, to take on the US. Um, and we believe it's probably, they're even more sickly sweet about families over there than we are here. But who's not, right? I mean, the, I mean, the, 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 the world really is our oyster. We've got investors in India. We've got investors in Latin America. They're all big family members. We have investors in Japan. There's a big tradition. They, there's, other, there's different parts of the app we feel fit different areas. Uh, I lived in Tokyo for 10 years. There's a big tradition about the dead called Obon. So, yeah, it's, it's quite exciting ahead. But US is next on the radar. So one question I would have... Um, you mentioned before we hit record that some journalists have said, is this a COVID app? And I I wouldn't have ever thought that, to be perfectly honest, because I haven't lived near my mum or dad for the entirety of my adult life, COVID or not. They're seven hours away and always have been. And I've got family members all over the country. So social's always been a way to keep in touch with people. Yeah, it's been a little bit more intense with video calls and whatnot over the last year, but there's always been that distance. However, the trend has been in the, over the last couple of years to go towards private groups on social platforms. Um, there's a hugely competitive and mature market already. Where you've been attracting investment and excitement, has there been a bit of a risk or, or question marks asked, you know, what's to, what's to stop that Amazon model of, of a huge behemoth coming along, looking at what you're doing and going, we can build these features ourselves. I And I totally understand what you said before about signing up to Instagram's terms and conditions and everything else that that comes with it. We've been obviously asked this question uh, on every pitch we've done to investors. And, um, and, and what it really comes down to is the fact that you can take an app like uh, Snapchat, for instance, you know, who, who came out with disappearing messages. And uh, the kind of younger generations come in and they embrace that um, you know, lack of permanent mark on the internet with, the, with disappearing messages. Um, and so, you know, Facebook quickly tried to buy them and got told no thanks. Um, and then they went off and created, you know, stories on Instagram. Um, you, you've got the same on, on Facebook now with disappearing stories. You've got WhatsApp statuses that no one really uses. Uh, LinkedIn rolled out, you know, their version of stories and, and Twitter rolled out fleets. And in the meantime, Snapchat mm. has, has grown to be a huge company because that's still the place the kids go to, to post their disappearing messages. And as much as we'll be flattered if someone else comes out and say copies future messaging, um, you know, Kin is still going to be that private space that families go to share those messages for future generations. You, you're not going to share this type of message on a, 
on a kind of incumbent social platform. So for us, it's, uh, it's it would actually be a huge PR event. Um, we hope it happens. You know, that's that's something we have. In, we, we we're ready and prepared for that day. So. Um, I mean, I'll just add, look, I don't know what companies, but there's certain companies out there that people simply won't trust with leaving your private future messages with because of trust issues and things have just been made easier on on the right, a company that, you know, people feel safe doing that with and we need to get out there, uh, get the capital, we've got the capital to make that start, to get the, the further capital and make that mark and become the place where people come to do this. Yeah. That becomes your moat. Well, look, I think it's, I actually think it's a really, and I don't mean it's, this to sound condescending because it because it it could and it shouldn't, but kind of quite a sweet idea. I thought you I was know, about because, to say you were going to say cute. I was literally about to. No, no, not cute, not cute. Sweet. It's 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 nice. It's it's you know families do mean a lot to people, especially now after the year that we've had, and and somewhere where they can kind of come together and share something, and especially kind of that idea of you know, I've got two small nephews, and I, I know that my my brother-in-law and sister would. Would love to be able to send messages into the future for them. So I, I can definitely see the appeal. Um, the only other thing I would add there, David, is that we we have um, young person's accounts. So anyone from the age of 0 to 13 um, can essentially be in the app in a safe space where, you know, they can't reply, they can't post themselves, but the family can, can tag them in pictures and send them future messages. You know, we also have memorial accounts for those family members who have already passed so you can actually create that legacy around, you know, people that the younger generation might never have met and be able to go in and tell the stories of your family history um, and leave them in a place that will, that will be there forevermore. It's, uh, it's interesting and it's different. And uh, like you said, it, it will be a massive PR stunt if someone tries to copy some of these features. So, again, look, I really hope it continues to go well. And thanks for spending some time um, chatting to me today. You're very well. Thank you. Right. First of all, what did you think listening to Kin? Uh, something that you and your family you think would use? Mm, yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea. I think, I don't know. It's a hard one because I think it's, yeah, same as you. I thought it was a really sweet concept. And I think people will, will really, really buy into it purely because of the year that we've had. People have had that time of reflection family you know everything's been put into perspective and families become like way more important not not way more important but they just realize that they they just want to spend a lot more time with sort of the people that are around them because they've not had the opportunity to do so that mm. choice has kind of been taken away from them so i think at the moment it's really like a, a pressing thing that people will be yeah wanting to sort of download really want to go with it I mean, for me personally, I'm the same as you, Dave. I have a lot of like family WhatsApp groups with loads of different members of my family. And yeah, it is all on like WhatsApp. And it's, it's, I just, I don't know if we would necessarily go away and, and sort of download a specific app just to continue those conversations. Like, I obviously understand what the guys were trying to say around, you know, obviously sort of the, the data and obviously it's completely private and it's a, a set sort of media space where you can have like really, you know, intimate kind of conversations and it just be sort of staying in one place. But like I say, I just think a lot of people would probably keep to sort of the way that they do things. Maybe it's mm. just out of habit or I don't know, but I just think so many people already have sort of established WhatsApp groups that they might just keep the conversations there rather than moving everything over, downloading a set app and then trying to continue it in like a set space. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think it's a good idea. Not sure if I'm going to be sort of rushing to download it myself personally. 
So here's a couple of things that are worth considering and might just kind of change people's attitudes a little bit because that privacy piece is a really powerful argument. There's a lot of stats around the growing um, phenomenon of sharenting. Mm-hmm. So after years of over-representing the details of children online, each year personal and private information such as names, ages, appearances, they're widely available and they're putting children at risk. So there's some research out by Barclays that reveal that basically oversharing on social media by 2030 um, will account for about two-thirds of fraud. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Yeah, and research shows that 93% of children, right, get this, 93% of children in the US have an online presence by their second birthday. Some even pop up on Facebook before they leave the hospital. What? That's crazy. And yet it isn't. Like... That's no, that's that's insane. Like, oh yeah, I mean that's that's quite alarming actually. I'm quite surprised by that. I mean, yesterday on Instagram, I shared a picture of my nephew. It was on a story, and I didn't share his name or anything else. So I suppose there's no kind of details. But we do just kind of post pictures and information without thinking necessarily, and and perhaps. Mm. It is, you know, there is that wider move or trend on social towards private groups. You know, people are sharing less stuff um, more widely and more stuff to um, close family and friends. It's interesting that obviously Instagram has the the option to share to everyone or to share to your close friends now and yeah. stuff. You know, there is there is that slight slight shift. And I suppose what Kin are doing is they're they're plugging that gap of let's help you um, retain those memories and be able to search through them easily. And um, they're, they're pairing that with, with that trend of, 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 of privacy and making sure that you're safe. Mm. Yeah, I think that I'm actually really shocked by those numbers, to be fair, because I think, I mean, I'm going back a little bit and contradicting myself here on what I just sort of initially said, but I think so many people do just post everything online. I mean, I see lots of people that just post pictures of their children, obviously, as you said about your your nephew as well. And sometimes I am sort of looking at the pictures thinking, oh, I I don't know if I personally would do that. I think sometimes, yeah, I I just think you you don't know who could get their hands on that. You don't know where that information is going. So to be fair to the guys, I mean, it, it is great to have it all like in a safe space. I mean, the only people who have access to it are your family or people that you choose to see it. So it's not just going out there to sort of to everybody and then it can be put anywhere basically. So you know when it's put sort of into your family, you know, chat or on this this platform that it's going to stay in sort of one set and safe place, which, mm. um, which yeah, I mean, obviously that's kind of the concept. That's what they're going for. But yeah, I think maybe I was a bit harsh on this first and foremost. I think thinking on it a little bit more, um, yeah. It's it's good to just know where your images are going and where your data and, and where everything, where all that information is going, basically, and just know that it's yeah. it's not being used for fraudulent activity or anything sort of dodgy, basically. Yeah. I do love the idea of forward messages. I do oh, love the yeah. idea of, of sharing something into the future. That's, that's a really cool concept. Um, especially, I'm not so, I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not so keen on maybe the idea of, kind of 
this idea of you know when someone when someone dies they their kind of presence lives on in some way online i, I don't know whether that, how that sits with me i do understand that it would be great to to have a recording of your grandmother or grandfather and be able to remember their voice and whatever mm-hmm. else but when you see people kind of digitally try and recreate and, and i know this is not what kin's doing but there is that kind of element of digitally recreating someone in the past that's weird just a recording nice to be like oh yeah that's what they sounded like and that's what their personality was like but there is, it kind of t- ties ties in like you'd love to know what your younger self wanted to say to your kids because 20 years on you might not say the same stuff mm. yeah i was the same i i when I sort of had a flip through their website and obviously listened to the interview, that was the one thing that stood out. And I think that's, it's so niche. I think so many people will find a lot of comfort in that. And, and as, as you said, obviously, if you can send a message to like your future self or your future children, I mean, when I did look on their website, they had like a little icon of a dad. And then the message said, you know, this message is from dad to be unlocked on, I don't know, the, the 18th of June, 2024. Um and I, yeah, I love that idea. I think so many people will just download the app and, and obviously sort of pay for the app and stuff just purely based on that because it's, um, yeah, I think that's really cool. And like you say, I, I don't know about sort of recreating people. I know, like you said, that's not necessarily what they're trying to do. Mm. I'm going to say when you get like holograms and stuff, I find that all a bit weird. Um, but yeah, this is this is really cool, I think. Um, I, I think a lot of people will download it and it's I think it's really special, isn't it? Like again, not trying to sound like condescending, but I think it's just a really like special, like like thoughtful thing to do. Um and yeah. yeah, a lot of people will find kind of comfort in it. So um yeah, I think that that sort of aspect of it definitely I think will do really, really well. It sort of stands out and it's it's really unique. Well look, um that will do for today's show. We're publishing on the day of release, which is quite rare for us, given that it was a long bank holiday weekend and the episode is due out. But, uh, or at least it was a long bank holiday weekend here in the UK. Everyone who's listening in the US is like, what? Uh, but Amber, thanks for your time. I'm glad that you enjoyed Clacton. Uh, and to the guys at Kin, thank you for being our guest on today's show. I'm